0: So now we're going to cross, going across to another smiley face, a face over in um, East Birkhault. And it's Terry who's going to bring to us uh, the reading today from Psalm 27 and also the word. Thank you, Terry. Over to you. Good morning. Um, Our reading today is taken from Psalm 27. And I'm really grateful to Cole for uh, selecting this series. This happens to be uh, one of my favorite psalms um, from David. and Let's get into the text. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, They will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord this is what I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling place. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me, and his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my saviour. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not hand me over to the desire of my foes. For false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. I'm still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Thanks be to God for his word. I want to share some thoughts with you in God's word. Hope in the midst of fears. And we read, as we've just done in Psalm 27, in the midst of battles, we find King David fighting. And the important thing through this is David still has hope. Hope is incredibly important to us as human beings, uh, as civilizations. Hope is a powerful thing. G.K. Chesterton said, there is no medicine. Like hope, no incentive so great, so no tonic so powerful as expectation of something better to tomorrow. Emily Dickinson, in one of her poems, said, Hope is a thing with feathers that perches in the soul. Or O.S. Marsden, there is no medicine like hope, or the great Pliny. The church elder wrote, hope is the dream of a walking man. Martin Luther, the Reformationist said, everything that is done in the world is done by hope. And here's how the dictionary describes hope. To have a wish, to get to do something or for something to happen. Or to be true, especially something that seems possible or lightning. How are you feeling this week, this day? What's your hope thermometer looking like? Hope, from the world's point of view, is just what that definition describes. It's kind of wishful thinking. It may be based on uh, feelings and uncertainties. And the world sees hope. As, like this human desire, hope for the world is a long that may or may not take place. Whereas the Bible teaches quite distinctively a different vision and a different perspective of hope. Let's listen to some scriptures now about how the, the Bible infuses our spirit with a different kind of hope. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Jeremiah 17, verse 7, or the Apostle Paul. And now three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. In 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. The world says hope is a fond wish. Or a desire, but the words of hope in the scriptures tell a different story. They teach us that hope is a deep, settled confidence that God will keep his promises. God will keep his promises to you and to me. And I know that we have battles, but do we have hope? We live at uncertain times with coronavirus. Are you resting in the sure confidence that God will do just as He said He would do for you, promised He would do for you? And I want to look at three things about hope, about the essence of hope, and how we take possession of hope to be sure of it in large quantities because we need it in these days. Firstly, we look at the power of hope in Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall, though an army besiege me. My heart will not fear, though war break out against me. Even then, I will be confident. This is hope, as David understood it. He's in trouble. There's a city that's under siege by a foreign army. Fear is knocking on the door of his heart and his mind. And the rest of the psalm speaks about his enemies and the trouble that he faces. It reflects uh, 1 Samuel Chapter twenty-three, and verse twenty-six onwards, where King Saul is chasing David and his men before he became king, and it, that sense of fear he's expressing, King David is his faith out loud. He's expressing it formidably, and we need to do that. We need to speak words of hope, um, and not just in the silence of our minds. Sometimes we just need to speak out. Truth. And he says that even though his feelings don't match his faith, his expression of hope, he's going to trust that truth of hope. And so, what does that all mean? That means for us, when we can sing praise through tears of grief and mourning, we can pray prayers of praise through pain. And questions. But the power is we need to express our faith. We need to say it. We need to write it down. We need to journal it. By expressing our faith during times of trouble, we take the first step towards healing and wholeness. On Thursday uh, last week, there was a program about Dame Vera Lynn, the sweetheart of the British forces during World War II. And her songs gave our military comfort. They reminded our people who were fighting off the shores of their homeland. The songs like the White Cliffs of Dover, they evoked these emotions and this feeling of their home and and what this was all about. And of course, her most famous song, uh, as she sang, as people left back behind in the homeland, their sweethearts and their families, will meet again. And this is a, a really a Christian phrase for us when we lose our beloved ones. And this past week has been one of those occasions for us as a church, as we remember David and uh, his deep impact upon the life of not only our church, but across scores, hundreds, if not thousands of people across our churches of these islands. And we'll meet again is a biblical promise as we lift up Pat and her family in prayer. Infused with hope. And they used the power of radio during World War II to communicate that hope. We need to be a people of hope. And that was something about our prime minister during. The Second World War that was so relevant he gave us cause for optimism um, and that film The Darkest Hour is all about how we communicate and think about the future and biblical hope is not wishful thinking there is power in the name of Jesus Christ there is authority above all heaven and earth in the name of Jesus our King and our Saviour He has the last word over your life, my life, across this world, across the universe. And this gives us confidence then, confidence that we can face the pressures. We can look into the uncertainties, the things that siege our hearts and minds. But we've got to extend praise and speak it from our lips. We might not feel like praising. We might not like speaking words of scripture because we might be actually in a a shadow, a dark place in our lives. But it's so important to be faithful in our worship, no matter what we're feeling, whether we're very sad or in fact, whether we're so distracted by other things that can lead us away from Christ. I was listening to a podcast with uh, the pop singer, from the 1980s to the current time, Boy George. And he just said something really quite, um, quite important really about the success he experienced was, he said it's all about repetition in terms of the records, his uh, releases of songs being played on the TV and on the radio, repetition. Repetition um, helps us soak in what's going on. That's why often we'll, I'll say to people if you're going to criticize, you need to encourage five times to one criticism. You need, We need to encourage one another, we need to speak words of hope and love into our own lives and into the lives of others. And that's why Vera Lynn evokes such deep emotions in the, the, the service men and women It's a spiritual phrase to say, we'll meet again. We don't know when or how. And it's true for us during the coronavirus. When will we be back as a church community? And that sense of presence and community and being together, of staring each other um, in the eye and uh, holding a hand, embracing it's really important. And we know that in God's time and place, that will happen as we pray for the scientists and the medics as they seek for discovery for a medicine to treat this virus and a vaccine to prevent it. So what the scripture reminds us here is repeat, repeat, repeat. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Well, I actually should fear him but actually he's the one who loves me the most. It sets everything in order. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Secondly, so that's the power of hope, firstly. Secondly, be passionate in the Lord. The original root of word of passion was patiol, patiol, which means to suffer. It's very different to our understanding today. And it was first used around AD 1175, um, that it was strength to suffer with. And of course, our Christian understanding of the passion of Christ, as we think back to Holy Week and the Easter weekend, that the, the strength to suffer. And that's what our Lord went through, that great crucifixion and descending into Hades and then being risen again. And then ascended to the most high. So consider that passion is not really linked to often our romantic emotions, um, but actually it's thinking about our intention, which may very much involve our emotions, but we're going to pursue what we're doing, even if it hurts, even if we suffer. And when we're truly passionate, We are pushed along by our desire, by our intent, where we're willing to endure pain and suffering and loss for the object of our attention. And when you read it out aloud, when you realize the problem probably won't get that bad, you start feeling better. Um, And so it's where we get passion from Christ for. Be passionate is... It's not just simply emotional. It's not about being loud and proud. In fact, CBC wouldn't necessarily describe itself as a church that's loud and proud, but rather it's discovering uh, the joy and the persistence of being very intentional. And this is what verse 4 to 6 has to say in Psalm 27. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, All the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord to seek him in his temple for in that day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling for he will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me at his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy I will sing and make music to the Lord. And you hear this real outpouring of passion, seeking to be in God's centre, God's place. Let me ask you, what's your life's passion? Think outside of your faith for a moment. What's your life's passion? It might be your children, your grandchildren. It may be your garden. Uh, it may be uh, your cooking. It could be your sport. It could be gaming, video games. And we think about as Christians what our passion is. Our faith is not like an addendum of our sporting interest or like cooking, it's something completely different. Order. Our top priority is our passion to walk with Jesus Christ every day. To seek him in the temple, as King David says. He speaks about being preoccupied with God. We need to cultivate that awareness of God being around us, working through us in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods. David Livingstone, that great uh, Scottish Christian missionary said this, it's a real challenge. I place no value on anything I possess except in relation to the kingdom of God. I place no value on anything except in relation to the kingdom of God. Well, wow, that's, that's challenging if you think about that in our lives. That's about attitude. That's about fortitude and vision. What COVID-19 has reminded us About what is important in life, about people, about relationships, and what actually isn't. And there was that wonderful drawing by the artist Banksy that was released last week for Southampton Hospital, where he's got this child who's playing with his superhero toys, and in the wastebasket is Superman and Batman. And then he's playing with this nurse. who's his new superhero. There's a real love language that King David uses here, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord. If you think about some of the photographs that people are sharing on social media, particularly like through Facebook, um, where people are sharing a lot of sunset photographs. We've had some gorgeous weather lately. And you look at the sun and and you just can't take your eyes off it or the landscape that's before it and the beauty. And you're just captivated as you look at it. Um, And that's that's the sort of capture to possess as we look at the Lord Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 says, we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness which comes from the lord through his spirit so the power of hope we've thought about secondly we've thought about the passionate in the lord about being determined intentional strength even to suffer for that passion and intention thirdly and finally we're looking at possessing trust in the lord possessing trust in the Lord. Proverbs three. Many of us love this piece of scripture from the wisdom writer in verses five to six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Life life can be tough for us. Even perhaps when our families are well and they're safe and we've got food in the fridge. But life has changed post-Covid in this Covid-19 environment. It is hard for many of us because we can't see our children. We can't see our grandchildren. We can't see our parents. We can't see our friends, our colleagues. We can't see church family the people that we worship with, that binds us spiritually together as his people. King David is not foolish. He knows that life is full of valleys and mountaintops, sunshine and success. It has its ups and downs, and we can read about that in verse 7. Let me just turn to you. Turn rather to the scriptures. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord, be merciful to me and answer me. And then we read in verse nine, his plea again. Do not hide your face from me. And then we can go to verse 13. He says, I'm still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And you can see the Uh, The emotional and the psychological frailness of David in that and the Lord, please be with me. Don't hide your face from me. He's feeling vulnerable. He's feeling in the sidelines and he wants that reassurance that God is with him. Uh, Many of us are using a software platform called Zoom and Zoom has uh, these things to prevent uh, from um, hackers coming in called waiting rooms. Uh, Waiting rooms is where you can then securely let someone into the main event. In many ways, what we're experiencing with coronavirus is being in the waiting room. There are businesses, there are communities, there are churches. We're waiting for life to reform. We're waiting for appointments We're waiting for the lockdown to safely ease. We're waiting for God to show up with a particular issue in our lives. And it's in these times, King David reminds us that we need to possess, we need to take hold of, trust in the Lord. What I mean by that, it's a bit like um, this Bible, I have to hold it, I have to take it, I have to possess it. I, I can leave it on my shelf and not do anything with it. And so we can talk about trust and faith, yeah, 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 but we actually need to take hold of it for ourselves and we actually need to possess it. And too many Christians will talk about peace and love But the key to these, to accessing peace and love, is trust, is faith. The Greek word is pistis. Um, And you need to pick it up. The the key to opening your front door, for most of us, is a key you put in, whether it's an electronic key or a physical metal key. You need that key to open the door and trust faith in Christ in what God has done is that key. We need to possess it, claim it. And sometimes we lose that key. We lose that possession. We don't know where it's gone. Where is that? Where are the keys in the house? Where have the children put the keys? Where have you left the keys? And so we need to find that key of trust this week in our lives. Have you seen those mugs and posters about um, Keep Calm, the lovely British... Posters, keep calm and drink tea. And uh, when life throws its arrows at us, we need to pause. We, We need to take a deep breath, a deep breath. And then we need to just allow God's spirit to settle our heart rate down. And this is what David is discovering in verses 13 to 14 of Psalm 27. I'm still confident of this. He takes a deep breath, reminding him of who God is, the founder, and maker, a strength and shield over the whole world. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. And take heart and wait for the Lord. As we are in the waiting rooms of life, we're not on our time scale, We're on God's schedule and we need to remain calm when God delays things. When trouble comes, deploy the power of hope. Express your praise, even amid the fears. You might not feel praise. That's not the point. You need to speak it out. Sing praise through the tears and the distractions. Be passionate. Spend time with the Lord. Focus. Focus on the Lord. Be still. Still your heart. Focus on the Lord and take possession of the key of trust. It's a beautiful and wonderful thing when we discover that peace that God has for us. David, really, that the sum of this psalm is verse 4 One thing I ask of the Lord, that is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, and to seek him in his temple. And we can have a foretaste of that because of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That's what King David whittled down the truth of his experience of gazing, of dwelling, of settling, sitting and resting in the peace of God. I want to finish with just this brief story. And uh, it's a story of the voyage of discovery of America by Christopher Columbus. They were travelling. Remember, they thought it was a flat Earth at that time. You might fall off the edge. They were travelling across the ocean, and uh, the sailors were very scared and very worried. And they kept persisting. They kept threatening to say, "We're going to mutiny. We're going to. We you need to turn round. We don't know. We're lost. We could die." But day after day, Columbus was determined, and. No land appeared, and the sailors continued to threaten mutiny. They demanded he turn back, but Columbus would not listen to them. And each day, he entered in his ship's log, sailed on, sailed on. Friends, we enter into our life's journal. The Lord is my light and salvation. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. We will sail on. We will keep on trusting. We will keep on gazing on the beauty of the Lord in the midst of grief, in the midst of uncertainty. And we will claim the power of hope. Let's pray together. God, our Father, we thank you so much for Psalm 27. How it breathes so much oxygen into our lives. It fills us with hope. It reminds us and sets us the right way up that you indeed are our hope and our salvation. That no matter what happens, all our days are numbered in your care. And that, Lord, our eternal promise is safe in you. Thank you, God, that you walk with us through these demanding days of COVID. Thank you that you strengthen your church. Thank you for courage. Grant us that key to success of trust. Help us to take possession of faith that opens the vista to peace, hope and love. Lord, bless the people who hear this message. Bless them with a special portion of hope this week. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.